0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by Eric Landolsi, Chief Technology Officer of Irisity. Welcome, Eric. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Eric, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, and as importantly, tell us about Irisity and what you're working on?
1: Sure. My name is Eric Landolsi. I'm the CTO, so Chief Technical Officer of Irisity. My own personal background is within computer vision. I did a PhD in that subject many years ago before AI was super cool. Uh, But I still learn the basics in machine learning and computer vision and stuff like that. So now I'm heading the RD department at Aricity. We develop products within the security industry. So for video analytics, and trying to make the world a safer place for everyone.
0: So, can you talk a little bit about the business problem that you have when you're deploying safety cameras and the
1: immense amount of data? Talk a little bit about how Irisity solves these problems. Yes. Yeah, so, the core problem has been the intrusion detection. So, the kind of basic offering is detecting if someone is where that person is not supposed to be. Now, on top of that, we are supplying additional functions such as violent behavior detection, fall detection, detecting any kind of behavior which. You would like to detect as a security operator that is not desired in that specific location we connect lots of cameras to our system and of course that includes lots of challenges when it comes to throughput and so on bandwidth and processing performance so the overall architecture is that we typically have one computer on a security site or it can be hosted in the cloud it doesn't really matter it's one computer that runs the core analytics and we try to make that computer connect to as many cameras as possible to keep down the hosting costs or the hardware costs for the customers. So we have a quite high focus on optimizing the performance of this core analytics part. We basically connect somewhere between 50 or 100 cameras on one computer, depending on the resolution and the the requirements. And then the alarms that we detect are sent to the cloud for further processing and distribution to whoever is interested in receiving these video alarms when something happened that they were interested in.
0: You know, you guys have a very cohesive business plan and you offer a lot of intrusion detection capabilities, but you also have a pretty ethical perspective about
1: anonymization. Can you talk a little bit about that, Eric? Yes. So, I mean, surveillance cameras, at least in Sweden, has sometimes a little bit of a bad connotation that people really don't like to be surveilled. So we try to be really clear about that. What we do is really trying to protect people rather than pursue people. So it's not about some kind of like mass surveillance 1984 style. It's more about making sure that people are not where they're not supposed to be at all. And we do have some installations in sensitive areas like schools, for example, where the school owners are interested in knowing a little bit of what goes on at night on their schools. And since it's a sensitive area, you wouldn't want to expose your kids. Then we also provide anonymization as a function that these customers can enable. So that would mean that we would sort of pixelate all the activity that goes on so that you could not identify any individual, but you can still get a feeling about what goes on. So, for example, if someone is selling drugs or doing graffiti on the walls or maybe some other kind of vandalism, then it would detect that. And you can send a guard or or some other person there to check it out, but you would not record anyone's face, which also makes it possible for some people to use our system without having permits that would otherwise be required. It's more kind of GDPR safe, but still Mm -hmm. does the protection job.
0: I think that's important. GDPR safe is a requirement.
1: And anonymization and ensuring that
0: we're not prosecuting or pursuing those who were victims is really important.
1: Can we talk about a historical perspective on video analytics for a minute? Yeah, sure. So it's quite interesting. I mean, when I was a PhD student in the early 2000s, basically nobody that I know did neural networks because everyone knew that neural networks were not the way to go. People use different kinds of machine learning approaches, such as support vector machines, and some people did rule-based AI and foreground background modeling and stuff like that. But since then, it all has changed. So now people are doing neural network, and that is kind of the hot thing. Uh, nowadays, It's support deep learning. That is the way to go. And I think most companies within this field, within video analytics, has really changed to applying this kind of big data-driven uh, deep learning approach has as well, of course. I mean, nowadays we collect lots of training data for all our, from all our sites and we really try to optimize our systems to be really good at very challenging situations. And the only way to do that is through massive amounts of data.
0: You know, data and the ability to create learning harnesses and infrastructures is so critical. But talk about really some of the differentiating factors from other AI computer vision solutions that Iris City brings to the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing is that nowadays this space is kind of starting to get a bit crowded, populated. Lots of startups are coming out there and and doing video security starting from scratch. Maybe they have some academic background and so on. But... They don't have these sort of 15 years of operational experience that we have. So if you just train your models based on public data sets from the internet, for example, then you would never get the accuracy in all kinds of poor weather conditions, long distances, really poor video quality that is actually out there. So we kind of take pride in making sure that our system works with any camera anywhere, even if it's a 10-year-old camera with poor resolution, maybe it's a low bandwidth connection with lots of compression artifacts. And things like that and it has to work anyway most sort of younger companies they might be very good at making powerpoints and so on but they just don't have these 15 years of data collection and experience that we do but i think that is one thing and the other thing is of course that we bring to the table this ethical perspective that we are really looking at uh, including functionality that helps maintaining personal privacy whenever that is needed you know it's so important to take that perspective
0: at all times and i think we should all be taking that perspective and i applaud iricity for that can you talk a little bit about your recent acquisition i think our listeners would
1: want to know and i think it's really cool yes so it was just a few weeks ago that it was settled actually so we recently acquired another video analysis company called agent vi which for a very long time has been one of the more dominant players in the markets They're quite well-known within the video analytics for security segment. And they had quite a similar journey as as we had. So they started in the mid-2000s doing like pre-deep learning computer vision like everyone else, foreground background modeling, classical approaches. And they switched to deep learning data-driven approaches a few years ago, same as we did. We're kind of both struggling a little bit with a marketplace that is getting more and more crowded with all these startups we thought that, hey, why not join forces and together we can be a stronger player. And now I would say that we are actually one of the larger companies within this field, within Europe, that is not tied to a particular camera brand. So some of the camera brands do analytics themselves, for example, Bosch and Avigilon. They both do software and cameras, but we try to be independent. So our customers may have cameras from any vendor, and they might already have thousands of cameras installed out there. And they don't need to replace all the cameras in order to get the AI to work. They can just hook up our system and it will do the job. We saw a lot of synergies that are kind of the same basic market strategies and also this focus on real-time alarming, to really detecting in real-time when something happens, which these security companies need to know about. Other companies might focus a little bit more on the forensic side. So for example, selling tools for the police to investigate crimes after they happen whereas we are more focused on detecting stuff in real time when it happens and hopefully also prevent some of the crime.
0: So, Eric, can you talk a little bit about the relationship
1: that Irisity has with the AI Builders program? Yes, definitely. So, we started out with the AI Builders program, I think it was almost a year ago now, and we got some great help from Intel to optimize our solutions for Intel platforms. The main advantage I see with using Intel hardware is that we get less reliant on GPUs and so on. And of course, many people use GPUs for both their training and inference, but for the inference part, I would say that it's kind of limited to require a GPU. That puts some requirements on the kind of hardware you can buy. For example, some customers that we have want to have their own sort of servers that they always use. They may come in some standard shapes and constellations, and they might not include a GPU, and it is actually limiting to impose that requirement on these customers. So we have a strong interest in, in making sure that our systems run quickly without GPUs, just on CPUs. Yeah, we've got some help to find the right sort of frameworks and flags and so on to, to make the stuff run really fast on CPUs as well.
0: Yeah, and we're really excited to work with Irisity because we believe that at the end of the day, machine learning, AI, and the future of safety... Is going to depend on us. And I just really love the stance that Irisity has taken from an ethical point
1: of view. Where can our listeners find out more information, Eric? Yeah, they can definitely navigate to rsity.com, to ycom And there you can also navigate to Agent VI, which is our recent purchase. There is a link from our page to their page, and you can read up all about our products and offerings outstanding and now
0: i believe and maybe i'm wrong but critical feedback has said that this is the favorite part of our podcast what is the future
1: of ai video analytics from your perspective good question i would say that the future is to be able to provide maximum security with minimal invasions of personal privacy. I don't believe in this sort of nineteen eighty-four society where there is some big brother watching everyone doing whatever they do. I believe that by developing specific algorithms for very specific stuff that you want to avoid, you don't need this big brother person looking at what you do. You can have a trigger when someone fights in a public place, you can have a trigger where when someone steals your car, you can have a trigger where someone paints graffiti on a wall. But as long as people don't do these crimes, then nobody even needs to view the video material at all. And by adding more and more of these specialized analytics, I think that we can have a really safe society where no one needs to worry about their personal privacy being exposed. I think that's kind of the future I would like to have. Outstanding. Well, on behalf of Eric.
0: Lundolsi, Chief Technology Officer of Iricity. My name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night.